Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Hope everyone's having a great day. It's beautiful again outside. This is fabulous. We're live in our State Street studios. Watch us on YouTube. Make sure you click and subscribe on the station's YouTube page. There are shorts. They're funny recaps. You can watch all the shows live. It's good stuff. Make sure you're always checking us out on YouTube. You can also watch on Twitch. And download the ESPN Chicago app. Take us with you wherever you go. Happy Valentine's Day to one and all. Hey, Valentine's Day on Hump Day. All right. What do you think? Valentine's Day? That's enough out of you. What? That's enough out of you. Why? It's enough out of me. I said Valentine's Day on Hump Day. How about Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday? <laughs> good, That's a combination. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> How about walking up to the bar, trying to talk to a lady? With you got your a little, ashes? You got a little, get a little dirty forehead. Cross on there, yeah. Uh, good call. Ellie, Anybody go out for uh, Fat Tuesday? Did you go uh, one, last, one last little hurrah for well, Fat Tuesday? I mean, it could be a one last hurrah on Ash Wednesday. I mean, it didn't work that way. You guys giving up anything? No. I used to give up pizza. Eh. I'm done with I'm that. I'm give up pop. You've already done that. Though. Yeah, well, well, looks like it's working. <laughs> right? Looks like it's working. Are you giving up anything? As a Muslim? <laughs> I'm busting your balls. Chris, yeah, are you I'm, giving anything I'm up? currently on a three-day fast. Yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, I, I don't celebrate. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't celebrate. I don't know. I don't, I don't partake. Don't. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I'm not giving up anything, no. I, I um... No, no. I thought about it for 30 seconds. I've decided against it. I, I have a feeling that uh, when it is my time, uh, the good Lord will look back at the ledger and say, eh, you know, you weren't so bad. Uh, come you made on some in. good food. Yeah, you know, you tried to do some good things. You were nice, you know, pretty philanthropic, uh, a good person. Come on in. Uh, so you ate meat on Fridays during yeah, Lent. You're a bad guy. I mean, if I'm really kept out for that, like, geez. Uh, Carmen, are you willing to sacrifice? Uh, it's a small sacrifice to ask, right? What are you giving up? Are you, I mean, you did hang on the cross. I mean, geez. <laughs> Thanks, Jerk. You know, what not are you for giving nothing. Up? See, you're the opposite where you say, oh, I, oh, so what? I ate meat on Fridays. I'm like, look, I got tattoos. I drink. I smoke weed. But I didn't eat pork. Right, well, so, that's true. Adam's yeah. got that going for him. Come on. I mean, you really think I'm being left Come out because I had meat on Friday? I mean. They're going to go to the videotape Friday during Lent. There's Carmen <laughs> enjoying <laughs> prosciutto sandwiches. <laughs> It's I'm like, making chicken parm tonight. Like, is he going to look back? Are they going to go, well, you know, on uh, Feb 14, 2024, you did make chicken I, parm. I, I will tell you I, this, I, though. That's going to keep me out? I got to go to purgatory for that? I, I, I mean, will tell you this Wednesday. And what I, I don't I don't eat meat. I won't eat meat on Fridays during Lent. I won't do it. No. But listen, I'll bring in a, I love fish. What I'll do here is I'm going to bring in, and I'm not going to tell you when, I'm going to bring in prosciutto sandwiches on a Friday and watch okay. you devour it. And then, uh, you want to you know, bet? Yeah. All right. You're on. What do you want to bet? You're on. Okay. If it's Friday during Lent, it ain't going to happen. See, now you're, now you're, go, now you're, you're now screwing you're yourself. Me. Now you're going to go up to God. God's going to be like Gruden yeah, and, in the yeah. QB room. And right. he's going to be like, look. Look, look, look what you did to your Don't you think? Look yeah. what you did on this Friday. Look yeah. here. Got a new, I, got, I got a word for it. I got a word to describe you. This is why banana left. That's been going around Three lately. Bingo right. Gruden's Gruden's sit down with Mahomes when he was coming out. How'd that go? I mean, Gruden liked him. He yeah. said a lot. He said as they watched tape, he's like, 
And there was one specific throw, forgive me, I can't even remember which game it was. There was a throw his junior year where Gruden did say, that's the best throw I've ever seen, man. But Gruden was sort of famous for kind of drilling into him. He's like, you know what you are? You're reckless. You're a reckless quarterback, man. And he kept calling him reckless. Gordon might not have been wrong about Mahomes coming out. They were able to fix that. He was able to fix it. Can Caleb Williams fix it? Because if he can, Caleb's going to be special, I think, if he can fix some of the reckless things. Is Mahomes the only guy he ever described as uh, reckless? Probably not. I I, I don't. Can I tell you what's easier to do as a coach, too? What? Uh, With quarterback that's reckless, it's easier to bring him back than it is the guy that's ultra-conservative and get him to become more reckless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's easier to bring a guy back. Yeah. Guy that's operating out here, boom, it's easier to kind of tune him down than it is to take a guy that's here and then trying to get him to become that, a guy that th- make the throw. Make throw the throw. The, which, throw isn't it. that the problem with Fields? Yes. yes. Which is the exact problem the Bears have had with Justin Fields. So and we'll be he- complaining about... The exact opposite yes, thing with Caleb Williams. Potentially, Chris, yes. I think in, so. Unless they can coach it out of him, unless he can do the work necessary to not to go from reckless to just awesome. You know who else could be described as reckless? And he played quarterback here. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was reckless and felt that he could make any throw he wanted agree. to make. And Jay could, they He's never very could quite coach himself. the reckless yeah. out of Jay, right? Still the like, best quarterback in Bears history. Without question. Yep. That I means- mean, some would say Sid Luckman. Wow. And to everybody who's out there that's 90, I apologize. It would be Sid Luckman. Sid For Luckman. the modern-day warrior, uh, yeah, I don't know I'm going to say it's Jay, Gu- Jay Cutler. Did you see a couple of weeks ago, uh, classic Mad Dog, he did his top 10 quarterbacks. I'll give him credit. He had Mahomes number one, which I was a little surprised with. Any LeBaron on the list? Jericho, he had Otto Graham oh, yeah. and Bart Starr and Johnny. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah. Otto, Otto, Graham, Otto Graham's last year in the NFL was like 1958. Yeah. I mean, what? Otto Graham. Yeah. <laughs> this morning. They got him there for a reason. He was, right? Did you hear this They morning? got him there for a reason. <laughs> he cracks me up. He was ranting and ranting. Otto Graham's last year in the NFL uh, was 1955. And top 10 quarterback, my predates ass. me. Predates me by 13 years. <laughs> Better than Dan Marino? Better than Brett Favre? Yeah. I mean, get real. Be- the, better than Steve Young? Did, did he, Better than Aaron Rodgers? They call him in the TV Otto industry. Graham. They call him a channel changer. I mean, come on. That's what he is. This morning, he was all upset. That people keep saying no team has ever won three in a row in the Super Bowl in the in the Super Bowl era. You know, no team's ever won three straight Super Bowls. Right. And do you want to know why he was enraged this morning? Why? I can only guess. The nineteen sixty five Packers won the NFL title, and they would have destroyed the nineteen sixty five Buffalo Bills, who won the AFL. That's what he was raging about. But even Stephen A. was like. But there was no Super Bowl in 1965. It doesn't matter if you turn it ridiculous. The Buffalo Bills at 10 and 3 in the AFL, the Packers would have killed them. And it's like, but there wasn't a Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. They would have went three straight. I've got a new segment for the show, boys. I told you. As we go along, I've got new segments for the show. It was so crazy. Like, even Stephen A was just like, but Mad Dog, there wasn't a Super Bowl. Mad Carm Unleashed. 
Yeah. It was, it was Chris unbelievable. Ru- the Chris Russo, is that his name? Yes. Marty Russo? The Chris Russo mad moment of the day He's yelling. with Carmen doing it. He's yelling about I, I a, loved a Super Bowl the Packers would have won before there was a Super Bowl. A, a, a matter of simple fact, and I know it's hard for people. Facts are hard for people. Yes. A matter of simple fact is no team has ever won three consecutive Super Bowls. Sure. Four the or five, yes. Te- oh, sure. Teams Four have tried. Five, yeah. The Steelers came close. The Cowboys came close. The uh, Patriots came close. Right, three the, or four. The Chiefs will try to do it next year. They it's will. unlikely. There's been 58 of them. That shows you how hard it is, right? But it's a simple matter of fact. No team has ever won. I wonder three straight how Super many Bowls. teams in the NFL have never been to three straight Super Bowls. Much less win them. Have never. How been? many teams oh. have never been to three straight? We've already got the four teams we know that have never been to one. Oh, I bet you. Well, well who's been to, who's been to three straight? Who's won back to back and lost? I don't even know if a team's been to three straight. Oh well, wait. Did the Packers lose to Kansas City in Super Bowl three? Help me with my Super Bowl history. Does that sound right? No, that was Baltimore and somebody else, wasn't it? Which Jets. Was, uh, wasn't yeah, it yeah, the that, Jets? Was, that was yeah. You're right. That was three. When did Kansas, Kansas City won Super Bowl else. four? Right? Yeah. I think Kansas City won Super Bowl four. Um, like who's been to three straight Super Bowls? Honestly. Oh well. Um, uh, I'll tell you who. Buffalo. They didn't win any of them. Right. So Buffalo's been to three straight. Right. Well, I'm saying it's difficult to win three. It, it, oh, it's difficult to, to go three. to three. Just going but to three is the damn Dolphins went to three, but they lost the first one. There right. you go. So. The early 70s, Chris? Yeah. Okay, so, so Dolphins went to three. Yeah. They won two. The Bills went to four straight. Lost all four. Lost all four. The Vikings lost four, but I don't know if they went to three straight. That's the one thing I don't know with them. Yeah, I mean, it, that, the list of teams that have even played in three straight is pretty small, like, let alone win three straight. Like 74 to 70-something, the Dolphins. Who did the Dolphins lose that first one to? Cowboys? Would that have been right? Was that yeah. Super Bowl five? Yep. Yeah, Super Bowl five. Yep. they lost to the Cowboys. That's, that's a tough. Six. Oh, I'm sorry. Super Bowl six. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't. Chris There's 58 of them now. It's hard to keep them all does straight. Does he ever get mad about anything now? I don't is know. all his anger reserved for everything in the sixties, the fifties, and the forties? Does he ever no, get? No, I saw today he was screaming about. He was still mad about the uh, about Taylor Swift. Oh come still on! Still mad. Still mad today about Taylor Swift. It's unbelievable. Like who? Uh, I don't understand. And I, the today today was one of the crazier ones, though. I mean, yeah. it was it was really out. Are there. you up for it for the rest of the year? Once a day, giving us the mad moment of the day by Chris Russo. Sure, you've got to do it. Do I have to pick something to be incensed about? I don't know Brought how easy that's going to be. by the Mantino and Tinley Park Insane Asylums. The Chris Russo mad moment of the day. No? Yelling about no? the Packers. Yeah, yeah. one three in a row. Okay. I just didn't know if maybe we, no, I don't think we so. can you know, bring something in. Not many teams, period, have The Patriots won. played in three straight. They played in three straight? Yeah. They, yeah. Um, uh, the, this last iteration of the dynasty, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they won. They lost. They won. There you go. They played uh, in three straight. 2016, 17, 18. So we found three examples only of teams at least playing in three straight yeah. Super Bowls. That's how hard it is. That's how difficult it is. The Packers in the late 20s and early 30s ripped off three straight NFL titles. You talk about a different league in a different era. I mean, not many teams have pulled that off. When the Browns came into the old AAFC before they would merge with the NFL in like the late 40s, early 50s. Just before the AARP. They yeah. won four straight titles in that league, but that league, that wasn't even the NFL. That was uh, completely different. So it's damn hard. You know, you yeah, don't. It's difficult. You know, you don't see three straight titles really in the NFL. That, that's, that's how hard and rare that that is. 
In just a few minutes, York, when we come back after break, I want to play some Kevin Warren sound. He sat down with Jared Payton. He talked about the stadium deal again. Let's say hi to uh, Dean downtown on ESPN 1000. Dino, what up? Hey, fellas. Good to have Double uh, A back and uh, on the mend. Assalamualaikum, Adam. Adam, he yeah, likes to respond. Yeah, there you go. He's ready Thank you, Dean. Much, much Thank more you. of a pleasure to deal with than Kevin Zipek. And even the chosen one, Tyler Aki, these days, who's gotten very big for his britches. I messaged him last night, fellas. I said, not a good look storming the court against the number seven team in the country. Ah, uh, Syracuse. <laughs> and, and you know what he messages me back? What? Disagree, storm away. That was, that's a terrible take. We'll, if bust you ask the, me. we'll bust his balls on that later. Yeah, when we yeah. see him. They used to be such a dynasty, and now they're storming yeah. the court yeah, as he's the number seven yeah, team. But I digress. He is the chosen one, too, by the way. Tyler Thank you. And that was my that was my I just want to go on record. Downtown Dean gave him that moniker years ago when he was barely saying anything in the studios. I had a feeling. But anyways, uh, one of my favorite callers, a true whack packer, Eddie from the north side, said the other day on Captain Hood that he thinks that the tight end is evolving into the second most important position and that they should draft this Brock Bowers in the draft instead of Marvin Harrison. You know, you can work it around to the York, you can work it around to the way where you get the picks the way you want so you don't get fleeced. Wanted to know what you guys thought of that. And lastly, God bless Shay Norling, gentlemen, for the Justin Fields futures bet to the Steelers. He's a Mick genius, and he deserves to be hoisted on Chris Fleck and Tyler Aki's shoulders. The Ste- Take that. Thank you, Dean. The Steelers are now the favorite, even ahead of the Bears. All the I think the Adam Schefter report probably fueled that a little bit. The Bears are no longer the favorite in some sports books as uh, Justin Fields' home, 2024 you know, hometown home. team yeah, in 2024. Yeah, 2024 home. Yeah, it sounds like uh, the, the odds have shifted enough now where the Steelers are the slight favorite. A lot of craziness yeah. out there. I like it. I, I like do, the Debo. I like the Justin Jefferson stuff. Do you think I tight like end all is of it. more important than wide receiver? I don't think, no. that's, I don't think that's the case. I no. think it's great if you have but a Kelsey yeah, or a Gronk. What will Andy Reid tell you? Andy Reid, why is the tight end so important in your offense? He's the closest to the quarterback. Closest to the quarterback. Right? He's closest to the quarterback. Yeah. That's why he's important. Mm-hmm. Andy, Andy and Mike Holmgren have told us that. Yes. Both of them. Yeah. Well, I wonder why. Yeah, well. They spent a lot of no time secret. together. No, yes. no secret. Kevin Warren uh, with uh, a little info and a little bit more in-depth explanation of what the Bears are looking for with their stadium deal. He sat down with Jared Payton on Channel 9 for an interview. We'll play some of that coming up next. We'll be right back. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Crosstalk coming up just about an hour and 10 minutes from now. Black and Abdallah on tonight until 8. Adam is back feeling better. Kevin Warren sat down with friend of the show, Jared Payton, who does great stuff for Channel 9, a little, little one-on-one time. And JP started the interview uh, about the stadium deal, and this is really Kevin Warren's expertise. And what once looked like a sure thing in Arlington is very uncertain at this uh-huh. point. I mean, so much so it feels like you talk about odds shifting. Doesn't it feel like the new favorite would be the Bears staying here along the lakefront? It sure does. A year ago this time when he was taking the job and he first started doing interviews, Kevin Warren was on record saying Arlington is the primary focus. But uh, he sort of addressed where they are now a year later in a sit-down with JP. Take a listen. You know, Anytime you come into a new situation, 
you're just gathering information. Now I've been here about 10 months and I'm able to really have gathered, you know, information. I mean, the Arlington Heights property is incredible. I mean, anytime you have 326 acres, you know, near a major city, uh, and now we've cleaned everything. So it's, it's, it's a vacant piece of land. So that's a great piece of property. Uh, that said, to be able to have optionality with Chicago, you know, I've, I've, I've made it very clear what I feel about Chicago. I think it's the finest city in the world. You know, very rarely, I can't think of another major metropolitan area that has beautiful lakefront that you can swim in, that's clean near a downtown. The architecture in Chicago is phenomenal, uh, and just the history and the tradition. And so it's just something that, um, uh, you know, feels right uh, about the Bears in Chicago. But this is a long journey. And we'll continually work on it. He keeps pointing out the things he loves about the city, York, the architecture. And I love all those things, too. He's not wrong. This is one of the great architecture cities of the world. It is, absolutely. It was a pioneer I always in the advancements in architecture. Great joy, great pride whenever I played in the city. Yeah. I got a chance to play here for four or five straight years mm-hmm. and then came back here with Jacksonville. Yes, you did. Very Opening proud one cities. Year. Yeah. I remember. I remember it well. He keeps bringing that up. Uh, and then JP asked him about the South Lot, and if that's a possibility, take a listen. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking at, you know, until we are able, and I hope it comes here in the uh, kind of the next months, you know, here. It has to be this year, sooner than later, that we're able to say uh, this is where we want to do the best we can to build. There's still some options, um, but, you know, one good thing about Chicago, there's not a lot of options. There's a handful of them. We're still kind of running those to the ground. But um, if we're fortunate enough, if we're able, um, you know, to stay in Chicago, I would just say, you know, we need to make sure that it's, it's close to the lakefront because I think that's what brings it all together. I always think about, you know, those money shots of Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football, hosting the Super Bowl. You know, I visualize the day that we win a Super Bowl in our stadium in Chicago. But having that view of the lake, of downtown, you know, of that beautiful city, uh, I think we we deserve to to see and explore if that's a possibility. Here's Warren talking about uh, why they would go with a dome stadium and not a retractable roof. You know, just from experience, uh, when we were building U.S. Bank Stadium uh, in Minneapolis, you know, we toured. Uh, every dome stadium. And one of the things that I heard kind of over and over is that the majority of teams who have retractable roofs, they very rarely use them. It it was a nice to have. And because I am budget conscious and want to make sure that we're prudent with our resources and our dollars, I think, you know, from a financial standpoint, uh, a retractable roof, it would be a nice to have. But I, I would rather make sure that we use those dollars uh, on the surrounding, you know, areas or for fan amenities that they would be able to enjoy it. But that's the main reason why. And I'm a big believer uh, in in the roof that we have in Minnesota, the ETFE, that they have a SoFi, you know, they have in Minnesota. Uh, I think it works well in, 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 our, in our, our climate in Chicago, and it makes it where the sun, you feel like you're sitting outside. So in order to do it, you know, you can't do a retractable roof with, with that ETFE. We've heard from many people that have been to stadiums all across the league that Minnesota's might be the best, and you can see it on TV. You'd think that that's, there's sunlight all over that stadium on a sunny day in Minneapolis. All over that stadium, it's, it's blanketed in sun. 
So the idea, I think, it sure sounds like would be kind of the same. No retractable roof, but they'll make it where the sunlight comes in. There's a lot of natural light, and I think that would satiate a lot of people. One more I want to play for you, Eric. This is the timeline for announcing and actually building. Take a listen. Oh, I, I, th- I think the timeline, yeah, it has to be in 2024. I mean, in a perfect world, uh, I would like to, to have clarity in this legislative session that's coming up. Uh, time is money, and um, you know, it takes probably three years once you put a shovel in the ground. And so, you know, this is one of those ones, I think 24, um, you know, should be the focal point. You know, this is the year. And I feel that we're starting to get momentum. Even being here in Las Vegas with the Super Bowl, there have been a litany of individuals who have come up to me, fans, individuals, you know, that work even at other teams in and across the league, is to, to say, wouldn't it be amazing for you all to be able to get, you know, a stadium unsolicited? And they've come and even have said, you know, can you imagine a Super Bowl in Chicago? And so I just think right now that even just the football world, you know, will feel what a new new stadium could do, a fixed roof stadium, not only for, you know, the Bears, but for the NFL, college football playoff, you know, hosting the Super Bowl, Final Four, Big Ten championships, concerts, all these different events that when you think about it, that's Chicago that we're losing out on because we don't have the facility to be able to do it. All right. So uh, there's some interesting stuff there. We thank Channel 9 for the use of the sound. Good job by, by Jarrett. Uh, Peyton talking to the Bears president about the stadium plans. And time is money. Like you said, he'd like to have it in this upcoming session of the legislature so they could have some certainty. And then, uh, you know, it'll still be a while before you get a shovel on the ground. And at that point, it's at least three years out. Can I tell you what you're not going to get? Yes, you can. You're not going to get tax relief in Arlington Heights. No chance? None. So do you think they're done with that? Uh, Do I think the Bears are done with that? It's a possibility. I think they're done with the possibility of ever having that tax being reduced. Mm. It's not going to happen. He did. They will have to put that on the market. Put it on the market. Yeah, he did. To... Jared did ask him what what happens with Arlington. I'll play that one real quick too. Here, this is the last one. Yeah, I, I have thought about that. But one good thing uh, you know about it is that they're not creating any more land. And if you have uh, a really good piece of land, which it is, uh, with a good visibility and near the highway. Uh, I think in time, you know, depending on what happens, we have a long way to go uh, with the city of Chicago. We have a long way to go with with Arlington Heights. Um, But having good land is difficult to find. And I think that would that would be um, a very interesting project to work on uh, if we had to think what happens with the land. But as of now, I just want to make sure that we continually stay in communication. Um, and, And and I think it will be very, very clear to everyone involved what's the right place what's the right location what's the right timing what's the right thing to do and we just need to put our fans uh first i think you're right yerk sounds like yeah we'll oh, sell no. that don't worry about it oh, no, oh yeah oh yeah that'll go well, up to the highest better right it's good piece of land yeah that we're not going to sit on for long because we yeah. realize once this goes yep. th- that land's gone they're, they're wow. dumping it man a year ago this would have seemed so unlikely you know it just would have uh, the old mayor is telling them to go pound sand they're yep. buying Arlington, they're so knocking it the down. The old mayor is the old yeah, mayor. That's a good, good point. And it sure feels like the new odds-on favorite would be a lakefront uh, stadium. I don't think it solves much for people like Chris and his family who have season tickets and Meller. And it's still going to be a nightmare. There's no room to tailgate. And there's, 
There's really no public transit. I mean, the, the metro lines are close, but what's the nearest what's the nearest CTA stop? Is it Roosevelt and yeah, State? Yeah, Roosevelt, the red line. State and Roosevelt? Uh, the red, the orange, they all meet right there. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, buy me right. the South Shore dumps right there. The South Shore, there, there's a metro line. That's I, true. If I wanted to pick it up at East Chicago and just take it all the way into the city, I could. I, it'd be convenient for you. You're right. right. It would be a, That's not know, a bad thing. Two-mile walk over the Curry Coleman, the countryside over there to get across that land bridge. It just seems like Eventually, still, it, it, I mean, you see the stadium, it's there and you seem like you walk for a mile and you never even get closer it's like vegas it's still there it's the march of the penguins yeah that's what it is in the winter yeah. you know what we, we were um kind of pointing out last week or two weeks ago when we were talking about the latest information about this is that do you guys remember when they announced they purchased the property in arlington heights we had full phone lines for a week you know it seemed as if public perception was excited for the prospect about moving to a a new facility and a new location. Ever since we started to get the breadcrumbs that the lakefront might be a real possibility, have you guys noticed any enthusiasm from the fan base calling our radio station? Not I know really. it's a, a small sample size, but it just seems like people are not as enthused for the concept of the lakefront. When we solicited calls on this a week or two ago, it was more. It doesn't make sense. It's yeah, the same problem. It was lukewarm. It was like it's the same the, set what of problems. What is, yeah. Okay. Now, maybe it's a be dome, better, but, but yeah, the stadium would be so better. The, but the choice was initially, though, it was a beautiful new world class facility in Arlington Heights, leaving behind Soldier Field. It wasn't the option of either that or we build something brand new in the city. Oh, remember uh, what was the. Was it Lightfoot or was it this? It was her regime. They they well, put out there that PR effort. piece was, of uh, let's revamp the current Soldier Field with a roof I, on it. I think it was right before the election. Right. I think they did that because she and, knew they were. And gonna, everyone was yeah, like, yeah. "That looks stupid. Like yeah, we don't want to do that." Right. She knew she was done. Yeah, I think they knew she was yeah. done, and she knew she was done, and there was like a last ditch. But there was no America. enthusiasm from Bears right. fans. No, like not, that. That's what we should do. Not, yeah. The not, location to me still seems to be the ultimate problem with it and does it look beautiful of course it does kevin warren is not wrong of course it's gorgeous uh, we talked about this last week Yurko and I, I mean there there are very few skylines anywhere in the world let alone in north america that are as breathtaking as ours it's really us in new york i mean that that's really it there's not another city really in north america i'm the park district i i i own soldier field right Park District does. The Park District does. When they have their concert, the Park District gets the money. Right? Right. I, mean, I, I, I don't know that the Bears have any financial Why interest in that at all. I have no that, clue. Right? Do they get anything from any, Taylor Swift being there this any, summer? I have any no any idea. Events, any events that happen there, the Park District collects. Why would the Park District or any municipality in the city of Chicago want to put another facility to basically replace the Soldier Field? Are you going to have to deal with the Friends of the Park again, or is that thing still around? Remember the Friends of the Park, for crying out loud, when they redid Soldier? Yeah, they, they, were up, uh, they went up against uh, the Obama Library, too, that's being built. So it's just yeah, the Park still around. Oh, yeah. oh, they yeah, yeah. statements. They don't like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know how a bunch of people... Have got nothing to do, sitting around in an office all day, finding something to complain about. Well, you know how I, I don't mind the idea of protecting our parks. I think that's yeah. important. But like Daniel Burnham's vision is dead, Carm. Well, it's been dead for a long time. I don't know that that's true yeah. either. Grant Park has remained a dead. beautiful fixture. The lakefront is not just Grant Park. The lakefront goes from all the way north to all the way south. It's called the lakefront. Where are the friends of the park when Grant Park is shut down for ninety-five percent of the they summer? Don't care. 
They don't Why care. is Grand Park shut down for well, 95 miles? Because they have the, the race car. car. The t- everything. Yeah, they shut yeah. everything down, the it's, prep, it, it and then it takes fast. three weeks afterwards to clean it up. Mm. You should see Lollapalooza out there in the park after the, the concert. They the newly formed... New, they got her and have to The new uh, 24-hour Taste of Chicago that they have. <laughs> Up and down. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's nice. It's, it's 24 nice. Hours. 24 hours I mean, of the taste. It's called the taste. Yeah. It's not called Remember, the Remember, it used to be like two weeks. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Taste of Chicago. 24 hours now. All right. If you got a thought, we got more like Bears, like football ops things like Caleb and Justin, all that. Sit tight. We'll get to your phone calls and if you've got stadium thoughts and after listening to Kevin Warren uh, talk to JP over at Channel 9, like, uh, does it sound more and more like they're definitely sticking here along the lake? And, and if you are one that frequents Bears games, like, is that upset you? Were you excited about Arlington? Are you happy? I know Wilbon will be happy. It's Carmen in New York. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Cross talk in an hour. Meller is in for Sylvia again today. It's Carmen and Yurko. Happy Valentine's Day. Tom in Oak Lawn on the southwest side. What up, Tommy? Uh, what's up? What's up, Lynn? So, um, uh, first of all, Yerk, I've uh, I told my brother Kevin that his name is now Phil. Now, yeah, from now on, so let's just call him worry about Phil. It. It's a good idea. <laughs> I appreciate it, Tom. Yeah, and um, as far as like the people who want to say that we could get a historic haul by trading the number one pick, I, I remember when. Um, when the Saints traded their whole draft class, including other picks, to Washington for Ricky Williams, you know, uh, and I was just trying to think, how many Super Bowls did Washington get getting that haul? Or even how many times did they even make it to the playoffs after getting that haul? So as much as people want to say, well, we can get a historic haul for this, number one pick, there's also no guarantee that even if they were to trade that number one pick, that it would mean that uh, the Bears would be any better than they actually are right now. I mean, like I said, the, the Washington should have at least made it to the playoffs uh, during that run, and I'm not even sure if they did with all of those draft picks. They had, like, their whole entire draft that one year. Yeah, so, Daniel Snyder, so that's part of the problem. I think it coincided right with about the time Snyder got there. Tommy, thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, the trade was, if you can remember this far back. It was 99? It was 99, yeah. First round pick, fifth overall, Ricky Williams, traded to New Orleans, and then sent back was 99 first round pick. 12th overall, later traded to the Bears. Remember uh, what they Kate did with McDonald. that? Pick? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, 99 third round pick. That was also traded to the Bears. That was used to select Dwayne Bates, another swing and a miss. 99 fourth-round pick, 99 fifth-round pick, 99 sixth-round pick, 99 seventh-round pick, and then a 2,000 first and a third. So I don't remember all the particulars of the Bears and Washington trades, to be honest, Yerk. But there was a lot to give up for one player. The league was much different back then. You know, you thought it was a good idea to do it for a running back. Ditka was famously on the cover of ESPN the magazine. Remember with Ricky Williams, he yeah. was dressed up as a bride, and Ditka was in the tux, and yeah, that didn't end well. And it, it uh, Coach Ditka wasn't long for New Orleans, that's for sure. No, really, really not long. Yeah, and who they draft? They drafted a running back three years later. 
New Orleans did. New Orleans. You remember? Let me guess. Was it? Uh, would it have been Deuce McAllister? It would have been Deuce McAllister. It would have been two years later. Twenty third pick. Yeah. Oh one. Right. Oh one. Yeah. Two years later yeah. in the first round, they're right back on that horse after trading all that they traded for Ricky Williams. They were drafting Deuce McAllister, and guess what? Deuce McAllister was the better running back. Ricky was good for a couple oh, years in Miami, but don't boy. you think Deuce was better? I think he was very productive down there. Very productive down in Miami. Side. Remember, the Bears played down there for Larry Zonka's retirement. I, I do remember, remember that. that. I do. Ricky had a big game, right? It was a, had like a, a huge game against the Chicago Bears. It was a deluge, wasn't it, Yerk? It was Ricky, deluge. Ricky did lead the league in rushing one year in Miami, in fairness. Okay. You're right about that. And Deuce? Let me find it. Ricky also had, eh, you might be right, Yerk. Ricky had 74 touchdowns. That's more than I thought. Uh, 6,096 yards rushing for Deuce McAllister, 49 touchdowns. Receiving touchdowns were five. He finished with 54 total touchdowns. You're right. I think Ricky Williams had the better. Ricky had 74 touchdowns. I didn't realize he got to that many touchdowns. 10,000. Yeah, you're right. It's pretty good. Pretty good. He did have good years in Miami. I wonder what happened. I know his rookie year with us, uh, we played him Cleveland Browns. It was our first victory. We went into Cleveland. In yeah, Kevin, Tim Couch hit Kevin Johnson. Uh, second round pick out of Syracuse. Uh, Darren Cheverini's brother. Oh, Darren mm. Cheverini was there. Ryan Cheverini's brother. Yes, Darren Cheverini. So right. he was on the field for that one, too. And I'm running on the field after we win, you know, celebrating. White on white. I look like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, the Michelin Man. It was unsightly. But either way, it was our first win. And two weeks later, we beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh after being destroyed on opening night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But that was happened to Ditka. And Ricky Williams fumbled twice in that game for us to win. Eesh. He put the ball on the carpet two times and gave us a chance to win. And he rushed in that game for a ton of yardage, too. Drive but he kept dropping the ball for some crazy reason. Paul's in California on ESPN 1000. Hey, Paul. Hey, Yurkovich. Hey, DeFalco. How you guys doing? What's Great. up, Paul? Beautiful red in California. We love it. Oh, nice. Uh, I was thinking, what do you guys think about the Bears maybe trading uh, Buston Fields to uh, New England and the ninth pick for their third pick? And we taking Caleb and Marvin Harrison Jr. Wait, wait, wait. So you're trading Fields to New England for the third pick? And our, and our ninth pick for their third pick. Why are you tra- why are we why trading are you two trading picks to them? Two picks to them. For a third pick, we're going down. They've got to give it us something. No, 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 no. We keep our first. We trade Justin Fields oh, and our number for the nine third pick. pick. Oh, You're not Justin trading the third the ninth pick. pick for the third yes, pick. Yes, then we take Caleb and then Marvin Harrison Jr. Is that too far fetched? Uh, I don't I don't know if it's far fetched, but Paulie, thanks. I think it's far fetched. I, I don't I guess if you're sweetening it with nine for Justin Fields, that's a lot, though. I might want a second back at some point. Well, no, not if you're getting. I get you're getting their a third first pick. round pick. You're getting a third, right? They're moving down six spots. Yeah, and you're giving them a player. Yeah, you might have to have something else in there coming back to you at some point, right? Yeah, I may not mind it. I may not mind it so much. I might not mind it so much either. Or I could be content drafting neighbors or Dunze at nine and not have to worry about, like, I could separate my deals then in a way, you know, like, well, I guess, I don't know. That one doesn't float my boat as much because I feel, I don't know. Am I missing something? I don't think I'm processing this trade for some reason. I'm just not. I don't, I feel like I'm not processing it. Here's their third pick. Here's our first pick. 
There's a ninth pick over here. I'm, I'm showing this Carmen with paper towels. And we've <laughs> and got a Justin player. Justin Fields. Okay, this one's ours. We're not talking about it. This is Justin Fields and the ninth pick. We're going to give him Justin Fields. And the They're going to drop back six. The third pick. They're going to get two pieces for one pie. Okay? We're going to take the third, but they're getting Justin Fields and they're moving back. So what are we giving them? We're giving them Justin Fields. We're giving them Justin Fields and they're moving back six spots in the first round. And that's the price that they want to pay. The Bears should pay is what There's our call is saying. There's something sexy about getting Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. in that scenario. And you still have a first-round pick for the New England Patriots. You take a ninth. You're getting either a tackle or you're getting one of the wide receivers if they're still on the board. Mm. That's interesting. And New England, All right, Paul, you gave New, us something to think yeah, about. Yeah, New England's terrible. New England's terrible at the wide receiver position. They're terrible at the wide receiver position. Uh, Brian's in New Lenox. He's a season ticket holder. You want it at the lakefront or you want it in Arlington, Brian? Uh, lakefront. And I think what you do is you knock down the old McCormick Mm-hmm. And you build a new stadium right there, mm-hmm. and it's it's central to everyone. So I know that a lot of Northsiders like the idea of Arlington Heights, but I'm down here in New Lenox. I think I'd prefer it right on the lakefront. Okay. Do you drive? Do you tailgate? We tailgate. We've been tailgating there for forever. Where do you tailgate, been... Brian? Adler parking lot. The Adler parking lot. Okay. Yeah, I don't that's know. not that bad of a walk from Adler. No, that's to, not to so the, terrible. The current location. I agree but, with you. You know, the infrastructure is there. If you think about it, the, the old McCormick on the other side of uh, Lakeshore Drive, in a, I think it's like 31st Street, there's uh, a huge parking facility there. Is. there. Yeah, there yeah. is. Yeah, so there's so much opportunity there to do this thing. And I'd like a retractable dome, too. I know that, that Warren's saying... He's going to build a uh, a regular roof on this thing, but how about a retractable dome, and then you you let the fan base decide every week <laughs> if it, it stays open it or it closes. A, that's great, Brian. Thanks. You put it up for a vote. I don't think they want the fans in control of that, but that's so you funny need to decide whether the gladiators die or not. Thumbs up or a thumbs down. <laughs> that's awesome. Let the fans vote every week. That'd be funny. You could sponsor the uh, the poll on uh, on their Twitter. That's good. All right, more of your phone calls coming up. It's Carmen and Eric. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Cross shot coming up at 235. Beautiful day. Happy Valentine's Day. How many uh, NBA players all time can you name whose last name was Love? Courtney. NBA buyers. Jordan, Bob, Jordan Love. No, and gosh darn you, NBA. I'm just, I'm spitballing it here now. Bob Love, Bob Love, um, Jordan Poole. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Love, I don't. Uh, Bob Love. There's another very famous Bob one, B. and then there's one I never heard of. There's only three. Kevin. Kevin Love. Kevin Good Love. Job, yeah, Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't know Stan Love. You ever hear Stan Love? I have not. I don't know anybody that loves Stan. How many NFL players all time can you name? That were name Love. Love. Jordan Love is the first one that came to mind. Yeah. Because we already said it. Uh, Quentin Love. There's no Quentin Love. DeBrickishaw Love. No DeBrickishaw no. Love. You played against one Love. I played against yes, the Love. Yes, you did. I played against the Love. Um, Most of these guys I never heard of either. I've heard of Jordan Love what and this team, other guy. What team? 
Uh, Pittsburgh and the Rams, I want to say. Pittsburgh and I want to say the Rams. Rams. Eh, maybe you didn't play against him. He might be older than you. He was a guard. I, oh, oh, Duval Love. Duval Love. Duval Love. Duval, yeah. was, did you play against him? I don't know. I'll look him up to see if I did. Duval, Duval Love. Love. The others are Clarence. Well, here, Julian Love. He's Chicago's very own. There's Julian Love, Clarence Love, John Love, Kyle Love, Randy Love, Mike Love, Sean Love, and Walt Love. I don't know most yeah. of those loves. But certainly we know Jordan Love, we know Duval Love, and we know Julian Love. Do you know there's never been an NHL player named Love? You know that? I did not know there, that. There was Ben Lovejoy. Right. But no NHLers named Love. Yeah. And then two old-timey, Abdallah would love it, two old-timey MLB guys. Baseball? Who, like, pitched in the 20s. Andy Love and Slim Love. Of course, there brothers. was a Slim Love. Yeah. Of course, there was a Slim Love. Yeah, you, remember Slim Slim love? love. Ah. you remember Slim Love? 300 pounds, Slim Love. Here's he was spreading his love all over town a little too much, if you ask me. Shane Gillis stole Abdallah's bit, by the way. And here's old Curly on the mound to face Jackie Robinson. Did. Yeah, he's probably in Chicago one day. I was listening to the radio. <laughs> he stole the Dallas he bit. Said, He'll be that? here in a couple weeks. Here Nobody's comes old Curly. To, to be fair, the, the the bit came from us taking it, taking it from Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Oh, never Con, mind. Conan then. did that where yeah. he dressed up and went and played with old-timey reenactors That's who awesome. were playing baseball. I didn't know that. So we, it's awesome. stolen from Conan's bit. I thought, so Adam stole from Conan and Gillis stole from Adam. You want to pull the curtain back? If Bleck and Abdallah have done it, Conan's done it. Conan's done it? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's taken from Conan. On the mound is old Curly. He's a 47-year-old alcoholic and the greatest athlete alive. <laughs> yeah, he did play for the Rams in Pittsburgh, and it was yeah, my time. That's it was what I my thought. Time. I thought you yeah. played against him. I don't know if he was a starter at the time, but Duval Love was probably on the team. So there's all your loves across uh, the four majors. Let's say hi to Where should we go here? Well, where should we go? You know, Sean in Roscoe Village has been all waiting patiently. Hello, Sean. Uh, Carmen Yerk, what's going on, fellas? Uh-oh. How, How are you? I'm good. Uh, this is Sean from Promotions. I wanted to talk to Johnny Corner Kicks. I, 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 I am champions. here for you. I'm here for you. What, uh, I, I was debating a two-leg parlay. I got about seven minutes to put it in and just taking Bayern and PSG. Your thought? Bayern right. Munich. Just straight-up winners? I got to yeah, say, they're playing money Lazio. Line. It pays plus 187. I was yeah. going to put 25 bucks on. So it's Bayern champions Munich playing play. Lazio. Yeah, Byron Munich play Lazio. Lazio, not quite the team this year they were last year, right? How dare you? No, they're not. Besmirch my Lazio. Set. No, I'm telling you, they're not the same team they were last I'll year. I'll take your word for it. And uh, PSG, I'm not a big fan, uh, fan of the French League. No? I'm not. But they got Mbappe, don't they? They got Kylian Mbappe. It doesn't make a difference. He they, can beat Real Sociedad by himself. They had Mbappe. They had Neymar. They had Messi. It didn't make a difference. Hmm. Now, all three of them together on one team, it didn't make a difference. Well, do you like Sean's parlay? Do you think PSG and Byron are the sides? I I would be... I, I guess I, I'd just keep going. I'd put Dortmund and I'd put uh, Atletico in there. I'm making a 14. Now you're giving I'm Sean a 14 banger. Sean, here's my making a 14 banger. PSG, Bayern, don't play yeah, the part. Atletico and Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund. Play them each individually. It's not that big of a deal. All right. But Carmen, I do have a food question for you. Go have ahead. you ever made your own beef jerky? I was looking into no. it last night. I love beef jerky. Nope. So, right. Never well, done it, Sean. Thanks, buddy. Never done my own beef jerky. Sounds like it may be fun, but no, I've never done it. Uh, I don't know anything about Real Well, it'd Sociedad. be impossible to do that today because there's only two games today. So it'd be impossible to do a 14-banger. Oh, so I go. was looking at next Tuesday's schedule. Mike's in Piatone. What's going on, Mike? Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Great, man. What's up, Mike? Good. Two, 
two things. You know, I, I understand Warren coming to the city from Minneapolis, which is not most attractive, but you come to Chicago, the skyline, absolutely, in Soldier's Field, you're watching the game, you got the background. But at the end of the day, all you're doing is replacing Soldier's Field with this nice new one. And like that caller from the Lennox said, you've got all these problems, though. Parking, there's no fan experience. Like, where are you going to build a Hall of Fame and like they would do in Arlington Heights? You know, I mean, that's part of it is what the Cubs did, is there's a fan experience besides just the stadium. And they don't own the land. Chicago, the Park District, will own the land. So I don't understand the Bears thinking because they're not going to get the money from parking. They won't get the money from other venues like concerts and that. So why would they even consider that when they have the whole kit and caboodle in Arlington Heights? Like they're going to get money from every direction. Yeah. And, yeah, you don't have the skyline, but at the end of the day, who cares about that? It's about Mike and money and the most money you're going to make is in Arlington Heights. I, Mike, that seems reasonable. They obviously don't like what's going on with the way the the, the land has been assessed, and I don't blame them. Uh, you're supposed to generate revenue and real cash dollars to be able to let you compete and have the money you need to put in escrow to be able to get free agents also. Remember that? Well, that helps. Like Remember the, Raiders the big had trouble the Bears Pro Shop that you were going to have? That 100% of those revenues went to your team. Right. All that was supposed to happen in Arlington. Is this it's only is this here. only about the tax revenue, or is Kevin Warren really like? No, I don't want to build out here, thirty miles from downtown. I like the okay. skyline. I like the city. You make the you say what you said to Jared Payton. You say those words. If I'm on Arl- Ar- I'm in Arlington Heights. No, they stay. Tax stays where it is. Pay your money or sell. That's mm-hmm. it. We, we've got a game of chicken going on here. Yep. You know, doesn't it feel like that? I don't that know a if little? it's a game of chicken. No. Uh, you know, some of those residents in the, the, those retail places that are on the other side of the railroad tracks down just a little bit further in Arlington Heights, away from 53, those people had concerns about them, them becoming obsolete if they built something big there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, besides the stadium and a retail development and a, 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 a residential development right there. That was a real concern for those people that were down the street and all those businesses that were down the street. So there's not there's not a I wouldn't say there's a hundred percent sadness in the city of Arlington Heights. The Bears aren't coming there. It still seems like the most logical for both parties would be Arlington, but it might not end up mattering after all is said and done. It's Carmen and York. We're back in two minutes.